Mr. Bobat said to the minister, I called you. Why did you not return my call? And his tone was the same authoritative one that he had used with me. It lacked the hostility that he had shown towards me earlier, but it certainly was contemptuous. I thought it was contemptuous. The minister then said, oh, I've been getting a lot of phone calls from people congratulating me. And the thing is, I don't have your number, so I could not return your call. So the minister did not have the number of his own advisor? That is what the minister said. I do not have your number, so I could not return your call. Yes. And then what happened? I was, I, was, I was flabbergasted, to say the least. I, I quite was shocked because I was thinking to myself, firstly, I was shocked by, by, by his manner towards the minister. As I say, he was, he was quite contemptuous and he was quite dismissive. But also, one thing that I thought about was, if he doesn't have the number, then do these people know each other? And if they don't know each other, how does he become the minister's advisor. I certainly was left with the impression that they did not know each other, and if they did, they did not know each other very well. I then witnessed Mr. Bobat and the minister exchanging phone numbers in our presence. And you are quite clear that you witnessed them exchanging their numbers. Yes. Makanda says she was told in no uncertain terms by Bobat that every media statement would be approved by him even though this was not part of his role. So he came, he introduced himself, and he said to me, he asked me, what is your job? And I explained to him what my job was. And he says, are you the one who releases statements for National Treasury? And I, and I responded in the affirmative. He then said to me, from now on, no statement goes out without my approval. Every statement must be approved by me and the minister. I, I was very puzzled and taken aback by this for two reasons. Firstly, he, he was a little aggressive with me. It was not that there were no pleasantries that were exchanged, but his manner was, was, was quite aggressive and almost hostile. It felt to me that it was important for him to, to assert his authority quite quickly with him. And also I was puzzled before it just is part of practice and policy that every statement that goes out be approved by the minister and the DG. So that was not something that needed to be pointed out with me by someone who understands um, how, how the system works. I then said to him, yes, yes, you know, every statement that goes out is approved by the minister. That is how we do things. Did he tell you as to what his role was going to be? As an advisor, now that he was giving you instructions, no longer to issue any statements. He didn't explain to me what his role was. That discussion didn't come up. Um, but he just told me that he was an advisor. And I must say, as I understood the role of advisor, I didn't understand it to include being part of approving statements. Matranda also revealed that shortly before being sworn in, Van Royen pulled out a document from his pocket, which he instructed her and her communications team to release. Was he aware of the fact that the rent was taking a knock at the time and there was a need 
for him to release a statement that would calm the market or at least, you know, uh, give some assurance of his plans to deal with those severe economic uh, factors. That is exactly what the DG was explaining to him. He was explaining about the negative market reaction on the stock exchange and in the currency market and in the bond market. He was explaining to him about the fact that um, we needed to assure the market. We needed to assure the market that um, the appointment was not a signal for, 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 for policy change. And he was, he was explaining to the minister all of these things, why he was explaining why we needed to release a statement. And you said that despite all that, the statement that he took out from his pocket did not even begin to address those issues? No, it did not. So in, in, in page 41, it's a copy of the statement that I had typed up that I then consulted with Mr. Bobat, as had been previously directed to, for the approval of the statement. In page 40, it is an email I sent to Mr. Bobat with the attachment of the statement, asking him to approve. Yes, the statement was published on the website once approved by Mr. Bobat. How was, it, how was the reaction locally and internationally about that statement? The statement was benign as in, in as far as addressing some of the concerns that had already been raised and and it, the reaction to it was was really in fact some people were quite angry and I recall receiving a phone call from one London based analyst. His name is Peter Atad Montalto. At the time he worked for Nomura International and Peter said to me, what the hell kind of statement is this? What are you guys saying here?